Look out, everybody. The 2023 MLB season is right around the corner, and man, is there a lot to look forward to. Spring training games have started, so there is no better time than now to take a look at where each and every team stands heading into the new season. The juggernaut powerhouses, the rebranded newcomers, the pesky dark horses, and yes, even the rebuilding tanks. Each and every team gets an in-depth preview for their upcoming campaign. So kick back and enjoy another installment of the Straight Outer Left Season Preview Series 2023 edition. And today we are going to the Northeast, to Beantown, to Boston. We're going up to talk about the Red Sox and uh, what their 2023 is going to look like. Uh, the Red Sox had an interesting uh, 2023, definitely not um, up to their expectations. Uh, after a lot of years of sustained success, they took a huge step back last year. They won 78 games, however, in an ultra-competitive AL East that was good for last place. Um, and a lot happened this offseason that has sown a lot of dis- discontent among the fan base and turmoil in... Um, in the organization. Um, a lot of big names left um, last year overall just wasn't great. The um, the offense was good, uh, top five in a lot of categories in uh, in MLB. Uh, the pitching was a huge sore spot. Uh, injuries and ineffectiveness uh, absolutely decimated this team last year. Um, one of the worst bullpens and a very inconsistent rotation kind of doomed them. Uh, they weren't really up to snuff with uh, some of the more well-run teams like the Yankees and the Blue Jays and the Rays. And surprisingly, the Orioles kind of slapped them around a little bit. Um, A very just kind of tumultuous up and down year. A lot of drama just didn't really go go, uh, Boston's way. And this offseason definitely was a little little confusing, um, a little weird, and definitely not in a good way. Um, weird can sometimes mean good in the baseball world, i.e. the Rays, but not here, in my opinion. Uh, we've got some... Let's talk about the what came in. What came in? So, uh, Masataka Yoshida, five-year deal uh, for the Contact King from Japan. Uh, Adam Duvall on a one-year deal. We've got Justin Turner, uh, always a fun guy to have around. Um can't argue with that. No problems there. Jorge Alfaro as a catcher. Interesting. Um, Corey Kluber uh, for the rotation. Um, Chris Martin, Kenley Jansen for the bullpen. Yoeli Rodriguez, Richard Blyer. Blair, I forget how to say it. And Aldoberto Mondesi in a trade from the Royals. So a lot of people came in. The problem is, is that even though a lot came in, it just, in my opinion, it's not replacing who's leaving. So who's leaving? Um, this kind of writing on the wall, J.D. Martinez, it seemed like his time in Boston was about done. Still a very productive hitter, but not quite the MVP level that we were maybe used to. Nathan Neovaldi and Michael Waka, two of their better pitchers from last year, are gone. Tommy Pham is out the door. Um, Matt Barnes, longtime reliever, is out the door. Um, Rich uh, Rich Hill, Franchi Cordero, Eric Hosmer. But then the real painful one. Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts went to San Diego because the he opted out of his contract, and the Red Sox led front and office group led by Heim Bloom just uh, absolutely lowballed him, and he obviously went to was a really easy decision for him to leave for uh, for San Diego, if you ask me. Um, 
And then there was a ton of rumors about, you know, Devers wants an extension, Raphael Devers, their remaining offensive star. So what do you do with him? What's going to go on here? And a lot back and forth, and it seemed like that the Reds were, Red Sox were going to consider trading him as well, but they did not. Um, um, they did not. They instead signed him to a 10-year, um, $313.5 million extension that starts in 2024. So they're keeping him as a Red Sox at least. Now, a um, little side note here. If you look at it, there were three big stars in Boston, uh, homegrown stars, Bogarts, Betts, and Devers. And obviously every Boston fan is going to say, why would we just choose one to keep? And if you had to choose one, I think it would be obvious to be Betts, who's like the all-around best 5-2 player, one of the best players in all of baseball. I mean, you can... It's not completely crazy to say he could be the best. Um, if uh, it's a year where Mike Trout's hurt or something, I mean, Betts is, he's really good. Um, but, you know, if you had to pick one, you'd pick him. But then even if you had to pick between who we keep, Devers or Bogarts, if you had to choose one, I'd say I would have honestly still chosen uh, Bogarts. He's not quite as good of a hitter as Devers, but he's a way better fielder. Um, and he's just been with the team longer, and he's more of that um, elder statesman kind of guy, not even elder. He's, he's still in his prime for sure. He's not old by any stretch of the imagination, but they kept Devers. They kept somebody at least. So that was kind of a win in the end, but yeah, just a lot of uncertain, a lot of shakeup this off season. I don't think it's a very good shakeup. Anyway, let's look at this lineup. We've got, um, you know, some names in here for sure. We got Yoshida as your left fielder leading off. We got Kike Hernandez as your starting shortstop now. Uh, Raphael Devers as your third baseman. Uh, clean up Justin Verlander as the uh, DH. Um, Alex Verdugo in right field, bang fifth. In center, you've got Duvall. Um, at first base, bang seventh, you've got Tristan Ca- Casas, who is this top 30 prospect in all baseball. Second base, you got Christian Arroyo, more of a utility guy, but it seems like he's there more out of necessity. And then at catcher, you, you've got Reese McGuire. You've got Afaro on the bench as a backup catcher. You've got Bobby Dahlbeck, a former top prospect who has really fallen on hard times. Uh, Yu Chang and Rob Refsnyder, two utility, scrappy utility guys. A rotation with the oft-injured but dynamic Chris Sale. Um, if he can come back and pitch well, that would be a huge boost for this team. Uh, Corey Kluber, the old vet uh, that brought in from the Rays. Nick Pavetta, James Paxton, and uh, Garrett Whitlock. Uh you know, a lot of injury concerns here and some ineffectiveness and not a lot to, you know, small sample sizes for Whitlock and Pavetta, but we'll see what happens here. And then a bullpen with uh, Jansen as your closer, Chris Mara, and you got John Schreiber, who had a pretty solid year last year. Um, one of the few bright spots in that bullpen. Uh, 2.22 ERA uh, strikes out almost or over 10 batters per nine. Uh, Tanner Huck or Hauk. Uh, Yoeli Rodriguez, Ryan Brashear, uh, Richard Blyer. will be nice to have around. And Cutter Crawford. Um, bullpen definitely improved. I, I will give them that. Um, it seems like this bullpen's improved a lot. I mean, Chris Martin was really solid last year. And Kelly Jansen, while he's not his elite self, he um, he does. Um, he can still get it done. I mean, he's not awful by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Rodriguez is a nice pickup. And, you know, um, like I said, Shriver's there. Um, maybe Brashear. Frazier can bounce back. Uh, Hauk looked pretty good as well. Um, he was kind of more of a starter, long man guy. But maybe if maybe they're going to put him into more of a, you know, you're a reliever guy, come out all on all cylinders and just like throw it as hard as you can, and maybe that will be the kind of pitcher that he is. 
Richard Blyer, I mean, solid guy. I mean, great reliever. Um, they trade him for Matt Barnes, who's was one of the longest tenure Red Sox as well. So, I mean, he's gone too. So that was kind of a recognizable name for a while that you had Matt Barnes in your bullpen if you were Boston, but not anymore. But uh, Blyer's solid. In this lineup, well, again, it's solid. And, you know, like Casas, he could really take a step forward and become an anchor of this lineup as well. And you've got Devers now locked up. And, you know, I think Yoshida, he'll, his contact first approach will be nice. And he's not, he has some power in Japan. We'll see how it translates. It's always kind of a question. A lot of lefties in this lineup, too. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, five lefties in the projected starting lineup. So, you know, lefty heavy team, I guess. Um, you know, having Turner will be nice. Um, Verdugo, Verdugo gets a lot of hate, I think, because he was the return for the bets trade now, especially Deer Downs is gone too. They let him go for nothing, basically, to the Nationals. Um, Verdugo was the, well, the the Red Sox turned bets into Verdugo, so I think he gets a lot of um, hate for that. I mean, Verdugo's not Mookie Betts, obviously, but he's a solid ball player. You know, last year, only 11 home runs, but 39 doubles, uh, 280 batting average. You know, he can get it done. He's definitely a nice guy to have in the lineup. Um, oh, and longtime catcher Christian Vasquez left in the deadline deal. I mean, just, yeah, people were gone at the deadline. People were gone in the offseason, a ton of turnover. And then, worst of all, the guy I haven't mentioned yet, Trevor Story, who was their big-name signing from last year, he's having elbow surgery and could potentially miss the whole year, hence bringing in Mondesi, who is also battling some injuries and trying to recover from knee surgery. But that was a huge blow too. That lineup, it was like, okay, you know, we've got um, we've got Story can replace Bogarts at short, but now he could be gone for the whole year, and that just really throws a wrench in the Red Sox plans. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's you know, on paper, it's not it doesn't look maybe as bad as you would think, but just given how things are going, I just feel like this team is trending in a downward way, and I think that it might. They're going to have to endure a couple of lean years and build up their farm system a little more, maybe see how this pans out and then uh, kind of reload for, you know, maybe not like way down the line, but, you know, I don't think 2023 is quite their year. I'm just going to say that. So, yeah, looking at the outlook, um, there's a real chance this team finishes in last place. They won't be the worst last place team, just like they were last year. But, you know, I could see this team losing 90 games. I could also see them surprising people and getting their act together. Maybe they have the ceiling of maybe pushing for a playoff spot. I just don't see that happening with, uh, especially so many question marks in the rotation. They really did not address, they address, they try to address some of their positional needs, but their rotation, they really did not address at all outside from uh, bringing in Kluber. So that's going to really hold them back. And again, perfect segue here because Kluber is my uh, under the radar player to keep an eye on. It was about it's been about five years since we've talked about Corey Kluber as a Cy Young winner and one of the best pitchers in the game, leading those great uh, Cleveland rotations from a few years ago. He's had a lot of injury problems. He did look pretty decent in his limited time in New York, and then last year Tampa, not the greatest raw stats, four point three four ERA. Uh, didn't really the Rays didn't really let him get deep into games, but that is because it's the Rays and his strikeouts were down. However, if you look at some of the underlying things, um, he still has elite uh, control, um, led the league in uh, with 1.2 walks per nine rate, so does not give up a lot of free passes. Um, he did get hit kind of hard last year. That was kind of what got him, but he also was top 4% in chase rate. 
his cutter and his fastball, while they don't have a ton of velocity, do have some decent movement on them. And then he incorporates his pretty deadly curve as well. I mean, he's still got that. And he's still got a change up uses as well. Seeing Kluber here, I could see him definitely having a little bit of a revival. Um, he could be a bright spot in a rotation that is desperately in need of a bright spot. I think that given the nice mix of pitches he has, he doesn't, he kind of uses them all not equally, but you know, he spreads things out. A lot of movement, great control still, and just that veteran know-how. Um, kind of similar to like a Rich Hill, honestly. I think that he could really have a good bounce back year. Again, the raw numbers last year from Tampa didn't look great, but a lot of the underlying things did. Um, you know, you can only read so much into these, but I think it's worth looking into. I mean, when your FIP is almost uh, is three-quarters of a run lower than your uh, ERA, that's... Uh, that's a sign for uh, maybe some bad luck, maybe. So I would not be surprised if this year Corey Kluber really pitches um, well in that rotation. And But given, like I said, he could be the only bright spot in that rotation, and that's going to really hold Boston back this year. So yeah, Boston, um, not great news for you. There's some fun names in here like Yoshida and Casas and uh, seeing what Devers will do now he's locked up and bring in guys like Turner and Kluber, but you know, I'm just not, I'm just not seeing it for this year. I don't think this is going to be a great year for Boston baseball. Again, not horrendous, just by Boston standards, this is horrendous because no world series, but just, yeah, I don't think this is going to pan out super well for you guys this year.